What we've got here is failure to communicate. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. Tough, unique, bad, bold, and sassy. 60% of the time, it works every time. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Take the pain. Take the pain! Have you ever seen a grown man naked? Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Today, Junior? It's too late to turn back now. It's the Brian Hanks Show. Indeed it is. Indeed it is. Hello, live and on tape from beautiful Whitehall Drive here in lovely Kenston, North Carolina. Today is Tuesday, November the 21st in the year of our Lord 2023. It's Thanksgiving Eve Eve. Yes, I believe in those kind of things, and I support them wholeheartedly. That's right. Two days until Turkey Day. This is episode 974 of the Brian Hanks Show, presented by our good friends over at Lenore Community College. My co-hosts, John Dawson and Jonathan Massey. Why, they'll be joining me at the end of the second hour today for the birthday game. Uh, Let me tell you something. We have another fun show for you today here, like I said, on Thanksgiving Eve Eve. My good friend, your good friend. He is also the news director for the Carteret County News Times and CarolinaCoastOnline.com. He is our resident NBA and hoops expert. We've got a lot to talk to him about going down that road, too. Uh, It's Richard Clark. He'll be joining us here on our Spence Automotive guest line to talk NBA, college basketball, ECU football, Thanksgiving football, uh, just all kinds of things. We'll be talking to him about, like I said, in less than 20 minutes here. On uh, on our Spence Automotive guest line, cannot wait to talk to him. It's just going to be a uh, it's going to be a fun uh, a fun uh, half hour with him as we uh, get caught up with everything that's going on with him. And man, we've got some good news to talk about the NBA, our two local products, and uh, Reggie Bullock Jr. and Brandon Ingram, <coughs> both playing very well. Sorry about coughing in your ear there. Uh, both playing very very well. Uh, Reggie got back on the court. I was beginning to get a little bit worried. He got eight minutes in last night. We'll get to that here in a little bit though, but, uh, just very excited to, uh, to have, uh, Richard joining us there. And then in our second hour, and you know, with it being Thanksgiving week and it's a week to, to give thanks and everything, we're going to have the editor and founder of gospel pages magazine. He's the man who runs worldwide empire label group, incorporated Curtis Brooks, He'll be uh, making his second appearance here on the show. If you remember a couple of years ago, he came on to uh, promote a couple of his uh, performers. He's very local-based and having a lot of success, too. And uh, like I said, uh, he's he's wanted to come on the show for a little bit, and I'm like, by golly, let's get him on. Let's celebrate uh, some of his successes that he's had and talk about. He's got a couple of shows coming up uh, in 2024 that we're going to talk about, and uh, there you go. That's our show for today, man. Richard Clark in our first hour, Curtis Brooks in our second hour, the birthday game to end the second hour. We are going to have uh, a lot of fun here on today's show. Uh, man, uh, as a reminder, and I I guess you guys can probably assume this because we've done uh, Black Friday before here on the show. Uh, we've been on, but not, but I'm not going to this year. Going to take it off. Uh, so, uh, so after today's show, we'll have tomorrow's show. Man, let me tell you, as excited as I am about today's show, and I am, tomorrow's going to be a lot of fun, man. We're going to have Mike Martin in our first hour, as we always do on Wednesday. But then, uh, I don't know, I think he'll probably stay around, but we'll see for our second hour. But we're going to have Felicia Solomon, and uh, Kansas City Councilman uh, Felicia Solomon, Felicia Nikki Solomon will be joining us, and Jacques Passeleg in our second hour. So uh, we're going to have uh, a full, <coughs> all those guests, whereas this morning, uh, we've got Rich on our Spence Automotive guest line, and Curtis Brooks joining us here in the studio. Tomorrow, all our guests will be right here in the studio on Thanksgiving Eve. And uh, we'll have a lot of fun with that, too. But, again, um, it's going to be fun, man. I love having uh, people here. I mean, don't get it twisted. Keith Spence, I love having guests on the Spence Automotive Guest Line, but there's just something about having folks sitting right across from you. And, again, uh, like I said, Mike Martin in our first hour, and who knows the stuff we'll talk about with him. But then uh, getting uh, Felicia Nikki Solomon in here and then our good friend uh, Jacques Passleg. In our second hour, we're going to have all four chairs here in the uh, 
well-lit, well-protected, uh, plush studio here on Whitehall Drive uh, full here tomorrow. And then we'll have Thanksgiving and then uh, Black Friday and Saturday and Sunday, so a four-day weekend. I know you've got to be as giddy as I am right now about uh, everything that's coming up uh, this weekend for you personally. Okay, let's uh, let us – tell you what, before we jump into uh, the monologue and uh, looking back at last night, I've got to thank uh, our good friends over at Lenore Community College. For 65 years, LCC has helped men and women in our area tangibly improve their lives. LCC's mission is to meet the personal, cultural, and professional educational needs of its students through affordable, accessible, and innovative educational programs. LCC has its main campus in Kinston uh, at 231 Highway 58 South, but it also has satellite campuses in Greene County and Jones County. Call LCC at 252-527-6223. Visit their website at lenorecc.edu or visit one of the beautiful campuses in Kinston, Snow Hill, or Trenton to find out how you can change your life today. And thank you so, so much to uh, our good friends, uh, Richie Honeycutt, Dr. Rusty Hunt, all the folks over at Lenore Community College for being the title sponsor of the Brian Hanks Show. We truly, truly do appreciate them. And, uh, uh, man. I, just like I said, just truly do appreciate them. Uh, speaking of LCC, we can go ahead and jump to this. They have a home basketball game tonight, and I've got to tell you, Linda and I have got a hard decision to make. As you know, we're season t- we've talked about this. We're season ticket holders for ECU basketball this year, but uh, also want to support LCC as much as possible. And uh, LCC, they are back at home today. It'll be the final time before Thanksgiving. They're going to take on Lewisburg at the Sportatorium at 6 o'clock. Again, LCC just off to a great start this year, uh, 4-2. and I don't think they won their fourth game last year until I know it was after the first year, and it might have even been into uh, February when they got their fourth win. And just a a great job that uh, Clarence Burton, all the players over there, have done for the Lancers and uh, Matt Grantham, the new uh, head coach over there, uh, has just done a fan fantastic job. If you can get out there and support them tonight, that game's at 6 o'clock. You'll be able to hear Ricky Whaley on the mic at uh, at the game. And i got to tell you, like I said, uh, Linda, we've not made up our mind yet if we're going to go out to LCC, if we're going to go to ECU, hang out with our good friend Danny Rice. It's going to be a tough decision that we've got to make today, but we'll uh, we'll try to make that decision. But again, LCC men's basketball, four and two overall, and at home against Lewisburg in a big Region 10 uh, matchup tonight. Uh, how about ECU basketball? We're going to jump into that. They did finally win. They had lost two games in a row. <clears throat> Sorry, I had to take a sip there. <clears throat> the Pirates had lost two games in a row. And uh, they already, the men's basketball team now has more wins than the uh, football team as they improved to three and two last night. Uh, they snapped a two game losing streak. They beat winless Georgia Southern last night, 82 to 64, in the Town Bank Holiday Classic at Menji's Coliseum. Uh, ECU, as I mentioned earlier, they return to action tonight at six o'clock when they take on Kennesaw State. Uh, and then uh, that'll wrap up the Town Bank Holiday Classic. They play again Saturday uh, in their first true road game of the season when they travel to, uh, uh uh-oh, I I may end up having to go to uh, ECU because uh, Linda wanted to stop at Hobby Lobby. Uh, Okay, we'll figure that out, uh, Linda Lou. But, uh but like I said, uh, ECU men's basketball, they improved to three and two last night. They snapped a two game losing streak. They beat winless Georgia Southern 82 to 64. Now they return to action tonight at six, uh, in the finale of the town bank holiday classic when they take on Kennesaw state. And then Saturday, uh, for the first time all season, they'll be on the road. They travel to George Mason to, uh, to, like I said, to open up the road portion of their schedule, uh, ECU football. Let's talk about them. We talked a lot about them yesterday uh, with uh, Mark Panicelli in our first hour, and uh, uh, they're two and nine right now. They lost ten to nothing at Navy Saturday. And you know, I'm not going to dive head first into this because I do want to get some. Richard Clark will be joining us, like I said, here in about ten minutes or so, and I really want to get his uh, views on this. Uh, but if you missed what I uh, yesterday, and I know you know how social media just piles up, if you missed what uh uh. Paul Cornwell over Aiden Grifton said 
about Donnie Kirk, Kirkpatrick being fired. I just thought this was uh, really neat. Uh, this is a quote. I'm not going to debate. This is from uh, Coach Cornwell. I'm not going to debate whether a change needed to be made or not. But what I can tell you is that over the last 32 years of my career, Donnie Kirkpatrick is one of the finest men I've ever met in this crazy business of football. I can tell you stories of, of very successful college coaches who were not good people. Most of them were the ones fans complained about when they jumped at the better opportunity instead of staying somewhere to build a program. For some, it's just a business, and they tell you what you want to hear. Donnie Kirkpatrick has a passion for the game and the players he coached. I wish him and his family all the best, whatever God has planned for him. Thanks, DK. And I just thought that was very nice. Uh, Paul Cornwell, who's been at Aiden Grifton, he's back there for his first time after three years or three seasons away, but has been at uh, uh, Aiden Grifton forever. I mean, right there in Aiden, right beside Greenville. And so he's seen a lot of Donnie Kirkpatrick over the years. And I just thought that was a, a very touching, a very nice uh, statement that uh, Coach Cornwell made uh, on social media. I believe that was on uh, Sunday. Or, yeah, it was Sunday uh, afternoon that he put that up. Uh, ECU football, uh, they play, uh, they wrap up their worst season in a couple of decades at home on Saturday when the Pirates host Tulsa, who is coming to Greenville with a six-game losing streak of its own. And ECU is favored in the game. Uh, you know what? Yesterday it was two and a half points. Why don't I uh, <coughs> take a gander there and see uh, if it's uh, still – Man, there's nothing better than listening to somebody uh, surf the net uh, first thing in the morning, is there? <laughs> Let's see. Uh, actually, it's moved up to three and a half points. Yesterday, it was uh, anywhere from two and a half to three points. Now, it's three to three and a half points. So, uh, man, there's some people who have some faith in uh, East Carolina. Uh, and uh, I don't know if I would have such faith in them at this moment to put that uh to uh, put three, three and a half points, I should have did it. I should have done it yesterday when it was two and a half points. That's what I should have done. But uh, still, it's going to be a good chance to uh, for fans to turn out, honor the senior class. Uh, it'll be Donnie Kirkpatrick's last game as offensive coordinator for the Pirates, and uh, I, I anticipate there being a pretty good crowd. I don't know what the weather's going to be like yet, but uh, I think we need to get out there and support them again. If you're a season ticket holder. Make sure somebody uses your tickets on Saturday if you're unable to make it out there yourself. But uh, but that'll be uh, Saturday, and then we'll be able to put football, ECU football behind us this year. Um, da, 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 da. On Monday night football last night, a big game, a possible uh, preview of uh, a possible preview of the Super Bowl. It was a recast uh, or a, a replay of last year's Super Bowl as uh, the Philadelphia Eagles and the Kansas City Chiefs. However, this time, the Eagles came out on top 21-17. to 17, And I think that, has, that clearly establishes the Eagles as the best team in the NFL right now. I truly think so, especially winning that on the road in such a tough place to play as uh, Kansas City. I, I, I'm not gonna, I didn't watch the entire game, watched pretty much the entire first half of it, though. And uh, again... Very impressed with the Eagles' defense. Uh, I don't know what is wrong with uh, the Kansas City offense, and it's not just that they were playing a tough defense in uh, Philadelphia, which, let's not get it twisted, the Eagles do have a tough defense. But the Chiefs have just struggled this year on offense. I think maybe, you know, continuously losing their uh, their great offensive players, Tyreek Hill, what, last year, and then uh, with the injuries and everything else that's going on with the Chiefs, I think it's start, finally starting to catch up with them. I think age is finally starting to catch up with Travis Kelsey a little bit. And as good as Patrick Mahomes is, and he is, he's a heck of a quarterback, probably the best quarterback in the league right now. Uh, I, I think that they've got to give him some weapons. I don't know. I think if I were, uh, I think if you're going into the draft, it depends on what they do this year. Of course, they're going to, you know, they're a Super Bowl favorite, but they're going to go deep in the playoffs. They're going to probably have a 27th through a 32nd draft pick. Uh, it's hard to, you know, get players that you can rebuild around, but they really need a, an offensive star. Really thought it was going to be Clyde's Edwards-Hilaire what, going into last year, and he is just absolutely faded uh, from the team. I mean, I'm surprised. I would be would not be surprised 
if he ended up getting cut from the team. But, uh, man, some things, some changes need to be made with the Chiefs. And I know a lot of people are like, hey, we wish we had the problems that the Chiefs have with the best tight end in the game and the best quarterback in the game. But uh, they really do. Some improvements need to be made there or uh, they're going to fade away. But, man, the Eagles, uh, they're good. The Philadelphia Eagles are so good. We'll, uh, I'll try to get a couple minutes with Richard about that. As you know, he's a big Cowboys fan, and we'll uh, see what we can figure out about that when we have him up here on the line with us in a little bit. Uh, but the, that is uh, the pro games and college stuff. Let's talk about high school basketball and uh, some shockers last night, especially me, Kenston Boys basketball team. They opened their 23-24 season last night at Northern Nash. And they lose 69-61 to 61, uh, to Northern Nash. Uh, they are now, uh, the Kinston boys, 0-1. The girls didn't play last night. They played uh, Friday night, this past Friday night, against Greenville, D.H. Conley. Uh, they lost that game 71-35. to 35. Both teams are off until uh, a week from today when they travel to Snow Hill to take on Green Central. But uh, And we hope to have uh, both coaches on the show next Tuesday, a week from today, from Kinston High School as uh, we'll do a little preview of their season. They will both have one game under their belts. And, again, I, I would have to look this up. I know the girls' team uh, had uh, not the, the kind of season they wanted last year, but I'm telling you, I don't remember the last time both the boys and the girls at Kenston High started their season with 0-1 marks. Now, watch, I say that, and it was probably like two years ago or something like that, but it's been a minute. It's been a minute for sure. But, uh, again, uh Kenson last night the boys lose at Northern Nash 69 to 61 and uh they will play again next Tuesday November the 28th at Green Central. Uh the North and North boys they were upset last night as they traveled to Aiden to take on Aiden Griffin they lost 68 to 60. Uh the girls though uh came away with a win. It was a season opener for both teams. Uh and the girls won last night 57 to 31. They, uh, they are both off for Thanksgiving now. They return a week from today uh, when they open up at home against Noose Charter. Uh, that should be a pretty interesting game. Uh, the uh, South Sonora boys and girls played at Richlands last night. Both of those teams lost last night. Uh, the South Sonora boys lost at Richlands 47-35. to They are now 0-2. The girls lost 56-40. to They are now 0-2. Uh, and... Just like Kinston and North Nor, they are both off for Thanksgiving now, uh, and will be uh, they'll open. They've played uh, two road games to uh, open the season. Both the boys and girls of South Nor have, and uh, they are at home versus uh, Croatan on Tuesday, November twenty eighth. And speaking of South Nor, just want to give you a heads up: I have two all season passes for uh, South Nor that I am not going to use with us being a sponsor of uh, South Nor uh, Athletics. I have two uh, all-season passes, which get you into everything at South Nor. I would like to give them away to someone who will use them. I don't want to give them to somebody that's only going to go to two or three games. So if you are listening, if you know someone who's listening that is a big South Lenore fan, I would, I would, the Brian Hanks show would love to gift it to you. Would, would uh, love to just absolutely just give them to you. So if you're listening and you would like those South Lenore passes, just let me know. Hit me up uh, either on our Facebook page. Hit me up on Twitter. Uh, however, if you've got the digits, hit me up on the digits, and uh, I will uh, hook you up with them. But, uh, again, uh, I, it will save you a lot of money. It will save you a couple of hundred dollars at least. Uh, think about all the South North basketball and baseball and softball games you're going to want to go to over the next uh, uh, few months. I want you to go for free, so uh, hit me up, and I will hook you up with those. First, it's first come, first serve. Whoever hits me up first and says they want them, I've got two of them. You get them for free. Uh, Parrot Academy, uh, they have not had their first game yet. Uh, uh, Clay Harrell and the boys over at uh, Parrot Academy, and then uh, the girls' team, too, they open their 23-24 season at home today versus Beargrass Charter. Uh, after they play tonight, they're off until next Tuesday when they uh, take on uh, Rocky Mount Academy in Rocky Mount. And speaking of Parrot Academy, too, uh, the Rocky Mount Faith Christian coach had gotten up with me and uh, asked me to post the uh, our uh, game that I, myself and Hall of Fame coach Jimmy Smith and Paul Whittington and Jason Bryant and Keith Spence did uh, in the first round of the eight-man playoffs. Uh, and it is. It is posted. I didn't put it up on Facebook 
But if you go to uh, BrianHanks.com, if you go to our SoundCloud page, you can listen to that. You can listen to the pregame show. You can listen to the game there. It was back on November 3rd. I know it was a few weeks ago. And like I said, I just didn't post it, but with Faith Christian winning it and Jeremy Jones, the uh, Faith Christian coach, asked if I would uh, post it and send it to him. So it is up. If you would like to listen to that, <clears throat> then go to uh, my face or uh, I'm sorry, go to my SoundCloud page. Or just, it's very easy. Go to brianhanks.com and you can listen to it there. And that's that Parrot Academy uh, season-ending loss in the state playoffs. Bethel Christian Academy, we had Burt Potter and uh, the girls basketball coach on yesterday. I uh, had a lot of fun with them. And uh, they are off until next Tuesday. Uh, the boys team is 0-2. The girls team has not played yet. But uh, they will be at home against Wilmington Christian a week from today. Uh, Green Central's boys and girls, they open their season tonight. They go to Goldsboro to take on Eastern Wayne. And then uh, they are back in action Tuesday, November 28th, when they host Kinston. Uh, congratulations, Aiden Griffin boys last night. A uh, big win over North Lenore as they won 68-60. to They turn right around. They play today against Chocowinity Southside. And then they're off until next Tuesday. Same thing with the girls. The girls lost 57-31 to 31 to uh, North and North last night. And then Jones Sr., the boys and girls teams, they improved to uh, – well, the boys improved to 2-0 and with a 63-44 to 44 win at Washington Montessori last night. Uh, the girls won – check this score. This is your score of the day here, folks. Uh, the Jones Sr. girls won 43-3. to 3. That's right. They gave up three points. I don't know if that was a three-pointer or a basket and a free throw or three free throws. I don't know, but I'm telling you, uh, congratulations to the Jones Senior girls last night. They improved to one and one. And a uh, quick turnaround for Jones Senior. They play at Spring Creek tonight, the boys and the girls. And then uh, they play uh, against Spring Creek on Monday. So there's your uh, high school sports update. Uh, real quick, we'll do uh, Hometown Heroes here before we get Rich up here on the line with us. And uh, Brandon Ingram and the New Orleans Pelicans, they won last night, 129-93. to uh, B.I. led all scorers with 31 points. He added four rebounds and three assists. Uh, they are home versus Sacramento on Wednesday. They are at the Clippers on Friday and at Utah on Saturday. And then the good news, uh, Reggie Bullock, he had not played in the four previous games. Uh, but he and the Houston Rockets, they did lose last night at Golden State, 121-116. to 116, But... Reggie played last night. He came off the bench to finish with five rebounds in eight minutes. How about that? Uh, that's some production. He didn't score, but five rebounds in eight minutes. So uh, congratulations, Reggie, for that. They are home versus Memphis on Wednesday and home versus Denver on Friday. Uh, and then they're all after the Friday game, they are off until next week. So uh, there you go with that. Uh, get you caught up on, uh, other hometown heroes. Uh, listen, didn't really get a get chance to get into it, uh, yesterday, but Isaac Parson, Jeremy Dixon, and the, uh, Winston-Salem State Rams, they won the Chris Paul HBCU tip-off, uh, against, uh, Virginia Union on, uh, over the weekend on Sunday. Uh, just a, a great, great, great game for, uh, all of them. Uh, and, uh, they played against Tuskegee on uh saturday they won that game 65 to 59 and in that game uh man just great performances by all our guys uh, isaac parson had six points uh four rebounds and seven assists uh amaji dodd led uh winston-salem state with 11 points and eight rebounds he led in both those categories and jeremy dixon started to his first start of the season he ended up with 10 points and two rebounds and uh, two assists, a block shot in that game too. So uh, just a all-around effort from our three guys in uh, in that game. And then how about the Virginia Union Championship game? Uh, all three of our guys contributed very well too. They scored 65 again, 165 to 56. Uh, Isaac led all scorers in that game with 16 points. He had six rebounds, four assists, and a steal. Amaji Dodd, second-leading scorer. He had 11 points. 13 rebounds and three block shots in that game. And uh, Jeremy Dixon came off the bench. He uh, scored, or he played nine minutes, didn't score, but he did have a rebound. And, uh, or he had a rebound in that game. He ended up uh, being in foul trouble for much of that game, so it kind of slowed him down a little bit. But still, a four and one start now for Winston Salem State. And uh, just very, very proud of the Rams. Very, very proud of all our hometown heroes. And as we do, like I said, every morning here, on the Brian Hanks show, 
we will get you called up with uh, what every single one of them are doing at the next level. Again, very, very proud of them. Uh, now joining us here on our, uh, Spence automotive guest line, a uh, lot to talk to him about here on the show this morning. It's our good friend. He is the, uh, news editor of the, uh, Carteret County news times, Carolina coast online.com. It's Richard Clark joining us this morning. How are you doing this morning, Rich? I'm good. How are you? I am doing good, man. Thanks. Happy Thanksgiving Eve, Eve. <laughs> yeah, we're not close enough for that yet. <laughs> <laughs> I got to tell you, and I, I talked about this with Panicelli yesterday, and uh, I think John and Jonathan and I will we'll be talking about it on the birthday game here at the end of the show, so I'm not going to belabor the point. But, hey, we're doing on our side over here a very non-traditional Thanksgiving. There'll, there'll be no turkey. There'll be no ham. We're having uh, – I'm going up to my sister's place. So I go to see Daryl and, you know, my two sisters and everything and their families, all their families. But uh, we're doing a taco bar for Thanksgiving, dude. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> Getting away well, from that's the... something. <laughs> that, that's your response. That's something. Okay. What? Well, what do you? What is uh, Richard Clark going to be doing for uh, Thanksgiving this year, dude? Uh, well, I'm. We just got over COVID, so I'm not going home to see my folks. Um, so we're just going to watch the Cowboys, really. Or well, at least that's what I'm doing. <laughs> I don't know what Gwen's doing. Your fiance, Gwen. Yes. Yeah, that's exactly. She won't be watching the Cowboys, I can guarantee that. <laughs> well, dude, we're going to talk about uh, that here in a little bit because I want to break down some NFL stuff, especially. I tell you what, dude, and may maybe we'll do the jinx thing. We've been doing it all season when we declare, hey, this is the team to beat, and we're going to be doing that here in a few minutes. But nah. mean, Thanksgiving football, man. I mean, again, and especially I love that they've added, you know, I guess it's been several years ago now that they added the, uh, the, the uh, Thanksgiving night game. So it's not just yes. – you know, Cowboys and Lions, but you've got the night game on Thanksgiving. But, dude, what do you think about the Black Friday game too, man? Oh, I'm all in on the Black Friday game, although, you know, those of us that have a real job have to work. So, <laughs> you know, if I was like you, I could come and flit around like a <laughs> like Thumbelina or something. Wait a minute, flit around like <laughs> Thumbelina? I don't know if you've seen me or not, dude. I'm a, I'm a little too big. I, I, I'm a big old boy, man. It's a, it's hard for me to flit, and especially like well, you going to the gym. There's always that. Well, yeah, there's that, but uh, but still, got a long, long way to go, man. Uh, let, dude, we've got. Let's just go ahead and talk about last night's game. Did you get a chance to? Did you watch last night's Eagles Chiefs game? I did. I did. I got to imagine. It, it paying me to watch the whole thing, but I watched. Uh, you took the words right out of my mouth, man. I got to figure as a diehard Cowboys fan to have an interdivisional uh, team like uh, the Eagles just. Uh, so let's go ahead and do it, man. If it's jinx, I don't know. It, does it jinx them if you say there's a jinx? I got to tell you, man, I don't know who's beating the Eagles this year, dude. Uh, and when you We're going to beat the Eagles next time we play. Watch. <laughs> that it's just is just what it is. That is quite the declaration for someone who. Yeah, usually... we're going we're gonna to beat them next time. Now, whether we can beat them in the playoffs in Philly is a whole other matter. But see, you and I know because we've been fans of certain teams for so long, the NFC East just is what it is. Those are real rivalries. This is not Jacksonville and Tennessee. So every year, the team that can go undefeated in our division wins our division. Everybody else split. It's just what it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, you go back and look at the history of our division. Whoever can get out of that with one loss or, or undefeated wins that division. But the other two, three teams, they split generally. That's generally what happens. So um, we'll 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 beat them next time, probably. Uh, would be my guess. Dude, I gotta tell you, I love the uh, the confidence, though, man. Because usually when I talk to my boy Rich, and this is the truth, and you know it, and I'm saying, okay, hey. Uh, you know, the Cowboys, they are uh, taking on the Carolina Panthers this week. And you're like, man, this is going to be the week that Carolina wakes up and all that, which ironically or not ironically, but incidentally did not happen, uh, <laughs> this past week. Uh, it's, I love hearing you with confidence in your voice about your team, dude. Well, like I've said before on this show, I, I, actually, I really believe that right now, and you know me, I'm more from the Dean Smith school of we're not very good. But honestly, we're probably the third best team in the league. We just can't beat the first two. I think say I don't think Kansas City's the best team. They'll probably win the AFC, but I don't think they can play with San Francisco and Philly. I don't think they can stack up on in the middle. 
Um, but we can beat the Eagles. Now, I don't think we can beat San Francisco. They're too physical for us. But, yeah, but you know, we'll three-game losing streak. You know, and, and again, the you and I did this, what, five weeks ago or whatever when uh, when uh, yeah. San Francisco was 5-0. and We're like, man, who's going to beat San Francisco? Then they reel off three straight losses in a row. Nothing that you saw in those three straight losses led you to think that your boys can beat them? No. Okay. No, they're too okay. physical. It's like I said before, it's a, it's matchups. You know, truthfully, we're the Miami Dolphins. The Dolphins and us are the same team. Okay. We'll beat up on the bad teams. We'll blow them out. But we're going to struggle with the big physical teams. San Francisco is the most physical team in the NFL, period. And on both sides of the ball. And so we don't match up well with them. The Eagles, on the other hand, are trying to be more physical. And their defensive front seven is probably the best in the league. However, and their offensive line is probably the best in the league, especially if they're not calling Holden. And, you know, so we – but we match up better with the Eagles than we do with San Francisco for whatever reason. It's probably mental at this point. Wow. I, I, again, just to hear you, uh, I, I like to hear that. Listen, I got to – let me speak. It just answer. hurts my soul that we lost Trayvon Diggs because with him – we can we match up extremely well with Eagles. Yeah. Well, what Without did, what him, did last game, what did last night's game show you uh, between the Eagles? It showed me that that, that the Kansas City is not not stout enough up front to play with these teams. Now, can they win a game, uh, a one off Super Bowl? Absolutely, they got the best player in the league. Period. But they can't stand up in the trenches with these big teams. They just can't. You saw it last night uh, in the second half, particularly. So, it's, that's just my take. I think that the three best teams in the league are in the NFC. That's my opinion, especially with Burrow out, you know. No, I would agree with you. I would absolutely agree with you. I would put uh, – in fact, I'm not so sure, and I know they've, they've had a couple of struggles here in the last little bit, but the Baltimore Ravens, I'm not so sure they're not the best team in the AFC. And like you said uh, about Miami, I, I want to be positive about Miami. I really do, but – when they play good teams, they lose against them. When they play bad right. teams, they blow them out. You know, they're 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 us. They're, uh, they're the Dallas Cowboys of the AFC <laughs> this year. I mean, it's the truth. I hate to say that, but it's the truth. You know, we're great front runners. Not so great when you're trading blows. Um, the AFC is going to shambles mainly because you know they lost all the big quarterbacks except for Patrick Mahomes, Knockwood, at this point. So, you know, who knows what's coming out of there. And if Baltimore is going to be the best team in the AFC, holy cow. Yeah. Because they're not very good, honestly. I mean, they, they have their moments, but if some of that is Lamar, you know, doing Lamar stuff, um, can he do that for four straight games or at least three straight games? I don't, I don't, I question that. So. Well, I got to tell you, man, I, it's been a minute, and I, you're going to have to help me out with this one. We've had a great Thanksgiving slate like we do this year, man. I mean, Detroit off to their best start since what 1962? I think I saw that. Yeah, that's that. a good story, isn't it? It's a great story, man. And I mean, listen, I, I think the Lions are everybody's uh, second favorite team, dude. I mean, I know they're not that I even really have a team, but dude, they're they're up there for me. That is absolutely sure, dude. Or uh, that's absolutely for sure with me. But uh, dude, what a great story, man. And they're taking on a, a, a Green Bay team, you know, in a very arch rival kind of game. That's a twelve thirty game on Fox. Then uh, your Dallas Cowboys, who always play on Thanksgiving, taking on uh, the Commies from uh, Washington. Yes, I, I've still not a hundred percent readopted them. Okay, Rich, but uh, I hear you. But that's a four thirty game. I think that's gonna if if Washington hadn't have uh, pooped the bed against uh, the New York Giants this past weekend, and by the way, swept by the Giants. I mean, how embarrassing is that? I think I might have been a little more excited for uh, that game. But, dude, it's Dallas-Washington, man. As we know, anything can happen. That's that. my point. And then, let me finish. And then even the last game of the night, dude, Seattle-San Francisco or San Francisco at Seattle. Uh, yeah, Geno Smith is a little banged up. Yeah, it looks like uh, the running back is going to be out. But, dude, anytime San Francisco and Seattle play, you know it's going to be a slobber knocker, dude. I just wanted to do game by game. Uh, how excited are you about Thanksgiving this year, dude? Oh, I'm I'm always pretty excited about the Thanksgiving games. Um, you know, just because we play every year, so I always have that to look forward to. Um, 
normally the first game is terrible because the Lions are usually pretty bad. <laughs> but this would be different. You know, when's the last time we any of us saw the Lions play a meaningful game? So I'm curious to see if this team is for real. I still can't decide, to be honest. Well, um, let, let me mention know, this but, real quick. Did you hear? Have you? Did you hear that nugget that came out? It's come out in the last week, so I didn't really. They have won in the Super Bowl era. Richard Clark, Detroit has won one playoff game. One. Mm, mm, mm. That's just brutal. <laughs> Isn't that just brutal? But it makes me you think know. about our friend Katie. Uh, you know who, by the way, they have season tickets. Her and her husband, David Blackburn, they have uh, season tickets and have had them for several seasons. And uh, it makes, but, but dude, it makes me happy for somebody like that. That you know has been their entire. I mean, what she's in her uh, late thirties or mid to late thirties. She's never known any kind of success for the Detroit Lions, and here they are. They're having this kind of season. And dude, would you not like to see a playoff game in Detroit this year? Can you imagine? what uh that that stadium is going to be like if they have one only if this part of the route for my boys to get to the super bowl <laughs> because they, at the end of the day this is what it is for me being a cowboys fan we just need a favorable a favorable road um where we either have to get we can get a somebody step up and we beat san francisco unexpectedly or we get a favorable road route where we end up with some teams, because every year it kind of happens in one of the one of the conferences, one team ends up playing like you know the sixth seed and the fifth seed instead of the one and two. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I think that that's you know if we can get something like that, we could get over the hump. Otherwise, you know, it's going to end up being probably Philly, which is going to just hurt my soul. Well, because the, the, I, I I wouldn't have any problem if that imploded and landed in this inside the subway system there. That stadium. God. Are there any worse fans than Philly fans? Oh, dude, not at all. I, I agree with you yeah. 100% on that. But, uh, dude, I'll tell you what, let's wrap the uh, Green Bay Detroit game, though, dude. I, what, here's what is bad to me, man. You know, there's going to be some way, just with all the bad luck Detroit has had, there's, I, dude, I, I could see Green Bay winning that game, dude. I really could, man. I, your thoughts on that game? I, I think that Green. I think that Detroit. We're getting ready to find out how well they can win. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because this is what this is. Every sport is like that. You see it in in basketball. These young teams and they do really well for three quarters, three and a half quarters, and then when it's time to win, they just make mistakes. And you know, we'll see if Detroit has it. Uh, Dan Campbell's been a really good story for the year, especially with the HBO stuff and all that. But I, I don't know if that team's real to you. I Can you tell? No. Their schedule has been kind of weak. Um, and that's not their fault because, frankly, there are some really bad teams in the NFL this year. I think overall the, the actual state of play has not been very good this year. Yeah. That's just my opinion. Um, I think there's – some, it actually reminds me of the years back when we were good in the 90s. You remember when the, the Redskins were good, the 49ers and the Giants and the Cowboys, and that was it. There was nobody else. Kind of like that now. Yeah. There's about four teams that really have a shot, and then there's kind of everybody else. No, I would not disagree with you whatsoever on that. Uh, point spread right now, Lions uh, seven-and-a-half point favorites. and uh, that, I know, dude. I think, dude, well, you know, we're talking on betonthebull.com right now and all that, obviously, and we, we love, you know, talking about uh, sports betting. Dude, I'm not so sure that I wouldn't take the Packers, dude. I mean, you're giving me seven and a half points. I think they're going to be – it's going to be a longer halftime. I guess you heard that too. Usually, what, it's like a 12-minute, 13-minute halftime. Uh, for Thanksgiving this year, they're doing 20, 22-minute halftime. So, I mean, that throws a little bit of yeah, a – Yeah, they're doing Jack Harlow. Are you a fan? Because I don't know him. Jack very. Carlo? Yeah. Uh, he's, he's okay. That one song was hot. <laughs> dude, as old as we are, dude, you still have your finger on the pulse of uh, – of, <laughs> No, dude, I'm giving you credit here, dude. You're you're forever young when it comes nah, to that man. stuff, dude. I, I'm, I'm, I'm so old now that we hear – me and my girlfriend hear songs on TikTok. We're like, oh, that's great. 
and then come find out it's like seven years old. So, dude, don't you definitely not we plugged were, in anymore? No, no, no. I gotta tell everybody that story of us in the newsroom, uh, dude. This is in the mid two thousands, dude. So I'm talking two thousand. Four, two thousand five, something like that, and you were playing something over on your side because you know it would be late at night. And we could have we could play music and stuff in our uh, in the newsroom, <laughs> and uh, you, you remember this? If you were playing Jay Z, it was like ninety nine problems, and I'm like, man, that is awesome, man. When did that come out? And you're like, five years ago. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's how we all are now. I think as you get older, music is one of the first things that kind of goes away from. You know, you don't know what's new anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas there was a time in your life that you were kind of plugged in, but you're not now. (laughs) Dude, you know what? I've even come to embrace that, honestly, probably in the last 10 years or so that I'm just, you know, I try to keep up a little bit since I do, you know, the public address for the Kenston boys basketball team and, you know, the scene. That probably helps. It does. It does. And I, because what I do is every year is I get the seniors on the team you know, get a senior or two on the team to, hey, give me, you know, uh, 10 or 12 songs that I can play as you're warming up. Uh, what's the song you want want me to play as you run out? And it seems like, uh, what, NBA young kid? What's, what is it? Who are we talking about? Uh, the No, the, the singer or the rapper, NBA young kid or. Oh, yeah. Are you, who are you asking? I have no idea. <laughs> well, dude. No idea. Last year of like the 10 or 12 songs, six of them were by him that everybody wanted. And so you're going to love this, dude. So I go, you know, of course, uh, of course, you know, I got to get the clean version of it too. But uh, I did uh, talk about getting off task here. I did the public address for uh, Mount Olive this past Friday night. Uh, my friend Shane Albee was uh, able to do it. So they asked me to step in. And I got to play whatever I wanted to play. So all I did was I went back to that last year's playlist uh, for the Ken- uh, for the Kenston Vikings. Dude, it was uh, the first game was Elizabeth City State uh, taking on, uh, I can't even remember, Georgia Southwestern, somebody like that. I don't even remember. Dude, they all, I mean, the the, the players on the Elizabeth City State team, uh, the I mean, they were bopping their heads and they were, you know, uh, bouncing around to it dude i i did pretty good evidently man so i gotta thank my guys on the uh, kenston basketball team from last year for uh hooking me up with a good playlist because uh uh the guys at elizabeth city state really liked it dude <laughs> hey, so much so, so you're like so puffy, much so you're, that you're one of the players, dude you're gonna love this one of the players like smacked hands with me dude i uh, came over to the and was you know was doing his shoulders and stuff and saying i'm like Dude, I, I I can't even tell you the last time I felt that cool, dude, okay? <laughs> That's great. <laughs> <laughs> kind of sad, I know. But, hey, but still, it was fun, man. It was fun. Hey, you take, when you get old like this, you take them when you can get them. <laughs> <laughs> you absolutely do. Hey, you doggone right about that. Richard Clark on the line with us right now as we are uh, looking at uh, Thanksgiving Thursday. We've talked Packers lines. We might as well go ahead and get to this. Here's the – you're not big on point spreads, I don't think, but if you were setting the point spread, I don't know if you've listened to Bill yet this week uh, when he and uh, and uh, Cousin Sal do their point spreads, but uh, what would you think – or have you – first, let me ask you, because you'll be very – you're very ethical and you'll be very honest. Man. Have you listened to it yet? No. Um, I, yes, I have. Do you remember or what it is? Or at least most of it. I do not. Oh, very good then. What do you think the point spread is? Obviously, the Cowboys at home over the Commanders, uh, they're favored. But what do you think that point spread is? Well, it should probably be around five or six. But I don't know. Because they've kind of been all over the place this year, the, the point spread people. So what's your guess? Um, I would say five. <laughs> Try ten and a half. Oh, my. See, <laughs> would Dude. you take that? see the thing is i mean and i've watched That's a lot of points in nfl i was gonna say dude and i've watched a lot of commanders football this year i've probably watched at least a portion i wouldn't say uh i've watched every single one of them but uh i've watched uh bits and pieces of every one of their games dude and they can they'll go to philadelphia and they give the eagles everything they can handle dude they played them twice this year probably should have won both those games. Honestly, the the commanders should have probably won both those games. Of course, they lose them. Then they play the Giants, the worst, in my opinion, 
I think the Giants and the Cardinals are probably the two worst teams in the NFL and get swept by the Giants. So, dude, I, who knows who, what in the hell to to pick, dude? Because I have no idea. It, it seems it seems a little high. I think I wouldn't have said five, dude. As uh, our boy Bill says, the Vegas zone. I don't think it should be in the Vegas zone. I think it should have been seven, seven and a half, probably, maybe even eight. I could go eight, eight and a half. I probably agree with you, dude. Ten and a half is very, very high, especially for a schizophrenic team like the Commanders, who you don't know who's going to show up. Well, you act like Dallas is not like that. I mean, maybe not quite a game in, game out schizophrenic, but you don't know what you're going to get. I mean, you just don't. And and honestly, it's what it is when you have a quarterback that's not elite. Dak is going to be good eighty percent of the time, but those twenty percent are going to look bad. And it just so happens for us, it's usually against San Francisco. You know what I mean? Something like that. Uh, last year, was remember that Tennessee Thursday night game? And Dak was terrible. So, you know, it's just what it is at this point. That's a lot of points for the NFL, though. It is. It just, I mean, that's 10 points in the NFL when anything crazy could happen, block punt or something like that. All I'll say is, and yes, we're going to stay on this game for a couple more minutes, if you don't mind. All I'll say is, Rich, you guys were, what, 11 and a half, 12-point favorites in Charlotte this past weekend, and you had no problem whatsoever standing up to that, dude. Well, we did. And if you anybody watched that game, they would know that it was not because the Cowboys played even remotely re- well. It's because the Panthers honestly might be the dumbest team in the league. <laughs> Some of the stuff I watched them do, like Dak slid and the guy – look. If you're the defensive lineman running behind the quarterback and he goes to slide, you know, away from you so his head's closest to you, why are you diving on the ground at this point? You're, you're just waiting to throw a flag when you hit his head. That's just dumb. And then they had a guy hit a guy after the whistle, you know, over the pile, and you could have done three Mississippi before he hit him. And it was third and 14, and we got like two yards. Yeah. Well, that's an automatic first down, dummy. <laughs> I, I'm telling you that that they should fire Frank Wright. That's like the coaches for Ron Rivera. They should have fired him the minute that whistle hit zeros. They should have fired him because that was that was atrocious what he did. Well, you know, in a, the thought process, and I listen to a you know this guy named Steve Zabin, uh, his podcast every day for the most part, and he's based out of uh, DC. So there's a lot of D.C. and commanders uh, talk that goes through there. And pretty much consensus in uh, Washington, Rich, is that if it had been any other year, they probably would have fired Rivera coming into this year. But with the new owner and they didn't want to, you know, just completely start everything. With a new owner, obviously, you know, taking over from little Danny, uh, they wanted to uh, – have a, at least a little it. bit of consistency. And they, you know, wanted to give it. him a chance because who knew how much of how bad Ron Rivera is was due to the to the ownership. So they wanted to give well, him a chance, but, dude, I think that – I'm just echoing your point here, dude. I think they have proven that uh, Ron Rivera just not a very good coach. Okay, stat number one. You know he's had three winning seasons in 13 years? Jesus. No, so how did, how did – no. Yeah, and, and see, this is the problem that people have with, let's just call it the hiring process. Because these guys keep getting jobs, and they're terrible. Rivera's won nowhere. He took a Cam Newton, Cam Newton basically put that team on his back and took them to the Super Bowl. They did nothing to build around him, yet he got another job. Josh McDaniels, has he won anywhere ever? No. Frank Wright, has he won anywhere ever? No. How do they keep getting these jobs? There's nobody else out there that's better. You got to ask yourself why these things keep happening. But I know. No, 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 dude. Ron Rivera, is, he's got to be gone. And and don't get me wrong, as a as a Cowboys fan and, and Washington in the division, I hope they keep bumbling around. <laughs> but, you know, I, I got a feeling that they're doing what I would have did. Remember, I told you on this show that I would have traded – Chase Young, and I wouldn't have traded the other defensive end. I would have traded Jonathan Allen. You could have got more for him. But I told you back then you should start tanking. Yeah. Well, you did say that. And uh, at least I would have thought if Richard Clark or Brian Hanks would have traded uh, Chase Young, we'd have got something back more than a, what, a conditional third-round pick for the number two I, overall player. Uh, I have no problem with that, though. Ago. 
Really? Why because, not? Yeah, because because they're going to have to sign him. His contract's up. So either San Francisco just gave up a third-round pick for a three-month rental, or they're getting ready to destroy their salary cap. Because you know he's going to get uh, who was the last defensive end signed and get big money. He's going to get that. Osa, you know he is. Osa, I guess. Right. So he's going to get that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, if San Francisco does it, it destroys their cap. Because, first of all, between them and the Eagles, I want to look at their books. Yeah. I don't know how you have all these guys and there's no investigation here. Because they got guy after guy after guy. And these are high-priced guys. How are you under the cap? But, you know, especially the Eagles now that you signed Jalen Hurt. Unless that contract doesn't kick in until next year. Well, I've got it before we get off Cowboys here. And, dude, we've got to get a couple minutes of ECU uh, basketball and football talk here. I, I, it's on my thing. I, I've, we didn't do, I didn't do a great job last week. I want to do it this week. But uh, I know you watched the pregame last week from Charlotte, ironically. Uh, and the, the whole Jerry Jones, Jimmy Johnson love fest where – uh, you could almost, they were clinching their teeth as they were talking to each other. Or uh, Dude, have you ever in your life, other than when we were being lied to by management, when we were in newspapers, <laughs> yes, I had to throw that in there. Have you ever seen just such out and out? I, I don't even know how to describe it, Rich. And they, this is your team. So I want you to, uh, A, are you happy that Jimmy Johnson is finally going to be in the ring of honor in Dallas? Yeah. Okay, they, they just – That's the first answer, That's yeah. the first answer, yes. But, dude, just how – I don't know, man. Is it because they're old and they're just trying – they know they're both going to be dead probably within 10 years and they're just trying to, you know, uh, make amends here at the end? Do you think it was sincere? Maybe. Do you think they were sincere? No. I want your view on that whole thing that happened in the pregame last week between Jimmy Johnson and uh, Jerry Jones. I don't think it's sincere, and I think that it uh, was probably a PR move that somebody suggested to Jerry because at the end of the day, you know, Jimmy didn't win another one with the Dolphins, but it's pretty clear that Jerry was not right in that argument at this point. You know what I mean? I mean, he he doesn't know what he's doing. We haven't been to the NFC Championship game since Jimmy was there. Well, Barry Switzer went, but that really don't count. That was Jimmy's team. So, you know, maybe maybe somebody talked Jerry into doing it as a PR move. Um, you know, I, I wish he would tell the team, but he never will. Him and his son never will. Well, dude, he's minting money and he's printing money every year by being the owner, you know? so. Well, and, and you said something interesting last time we were talking about ownership and, and you know, having an owner that truly cares about it, you know? Yeah, yeah. And Jerry does. We can say whatever we want, uh, the, the job he does, and so forth. But he does care, and I think the proof is in the pudding with the that complex they built down there—not the stadium they play in, but the practice facility and all that. You know, that's putting your money where your mouth is. Yep. So on that level, you have to have a certain amount of respect for Jerry because there's a lot of owners in the NFL, or particularly in the NFL, that are no shows. So you know, he cares now you can make a strong case that he cares too much and he doesn't know what he's doing, but that's typical billionaire act right there. As far as I'm concerned, you know, these guys are highly successful in life because of their gut and what they believe is right. And then they come into sports and some guy who's had a whistle around his neck for 15 years is going to tell you that he knows more about it than you. You know what I mean? You just wrote that big check to to take everything over. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. So I get it. Because I mean, I tell, and let I me would, say this, because I know Richard Clark, okay? And if Richard Clark wins the uh, $1.5 billion, <laughs> uh, and you become a, let's say, because you can't you can't buy an NFL team. Heck, you can't even buy No, uh, I'm, I'm buying the Seattle franchise, the Supersonic. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Well, I was even thinking even below that. I guess you could get a baseball team for a billion dollars now, maybe, maybe. Uh, if you now, see baseball is different because I know so little about it okay. that I would probably now that being said, you know, we listen to a podcast where they always talk about the new owner syndrome. Yes. And if I, if I bought a baseball team tomorrow, I'm signing Otani to whatever he wants and, and plus 10%. So that would be my big owner move. 
<laughs> that is that is awesome, man. But where I was going with this, if let's say even somehow Richard Clark, you uh, you inherit six billion. I want you to own an NFL team, okay? I, okay. So you own an NFL team, and you get some flunky coach who's bounced around the league, and that's who you inherit, and he's trying to tell you how what he's going to do. I think I know Richard Clark well enough to say uh, you would be like, uh, get the hell out of here. Well, I like to believe, and, and, and you know, this is, you know, you, you like to believe the best of yourself. I don't know if it would actually happen, but I'd like to believe that I would hire somebody that I respected what they did and, that, and I respected the knowledge that they had in the field that they were, you know, supposed to be knowledgeable in. Yeah. And in this particular case, I would hope that I could find somebody that we were on the same page, you know, GM-wise, and find a coach that – was a real coach because that's the problem in Dallas. There's there's a bunch of uh, yes men for Jerry over since Jimmy left. Really, yeah. that's the problem there. And a lot of, a lot of organizations have these problems. But then you look at the ones like the Miami Heat that are run properly, and you go, ah, that's how you do it. Yeah, you know. And well, I would even throw Kansas just, City in there. Wouldn't you throw the Chiefs in there? I think they're they're run pretty well, dude. Yes, and that's because I I believe it's because of Sandy Reid. I wanted the Cowboys to hire Andy Reid when he got fired by the Eagles. Yeah, I thought he was one of the better coaches in the league for a long time. I mean, he won with Donovan McNabb. So, you know. No, 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 no. I agree with you. I'm just saying that uh, I'm with you. I mean, it depends on – you can have all the money in the world. And we're not going to rehash the point about uh, Dan Snyder. And I, I hate to even say anything halfway nice about him. But the one thing we could always say was – I really think his heart was in the right place that he wanted to have a winner there, and he was doing what he thought, even though it was t- terribly wrong. But, uh, okay, hey, uh, that's our NFL talk. Oh, yeah, Cowboys commanders, I mean, uh, what do you think, dude? Are they going to cover that? Ten and a half points right now. I don't think we're going to cover that, but I think we win. I think so, too. I absolutely think so, too. Okay, uh, give me a, a storyline uh, from the NBA real quick. Give me, Give me two. I need two minutes on the NBA, dude. Two minutes. Well, your Pelicans are playing well now. They are. Finally. They are. Um, so I think what's interesting now is you, we've gotten into the part of the schedule where the, the schedule games become a third player on the court, you know. So you're seeing a little bit more blowouts because teams are coming off back-to-backs and things like that. So you're starting to settle into the actual grind of the, of the season. So that's kind of where we're at right now. We'll get another reprieve around the in-season tournament in December. Uh, that'll give everybody a chance to catch their breath and make a move to the All-Star game. So right now, you're starting to get in and, and you're starting to shake out a little bit of which teams are the best. You look at the standings, the West is kind of upside down. I mean, you know, Denver's up there, but Oklahoma City's up there. Minnesota's first seed right now. Uh, but the East looks like what we thought it would. Yeah. Boston, Milwaukee, six, the 76ers. So, you know, it's it's on one hand exactly what we thought. On the other hand, it's, you know, kind of not. Well, I had a little sigh of relief last night. You know, I like to make our conversations about the NBA as micro-local as possible. I, but a sigh of relief in that, like you said, uh, it looks like the Pelicans are starting to come together the way we were hoping they would. If, if, if people can stay healthy, but then, dude, Reggie, I was – Really nervous. I messaged you about it a couple of times. I think we even talked about it on last week's show, and you said you really were worried that – well, not worried. I'm not going to put words in your mouth, but you you were concerned, I guess, that maybe he's not the right uh, match for Houston. But the good news is that he may end up getting traded. Guess what came out of uh, – you know, because I get news alerts on uh, Reggie, and there are they have already been – what Richard Clark predicted, trade talks with potentially, and then he's just got the perfect uh, salary to, to be traded to. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. That $11 million a year. I mean, $11, $11.5 million a year. I, I'm going to ask you, Rich, and he did play last night. I think that they're going to have to start getting him out on the court to, to show potential uh, trade uh, yeah. partners this. I guess my question is, 0% he is not going to get traded all to 100%. He absolutely 100% is going to get traded. What what do you think the chances are Reggie gets traded from uh, the Houston Rockets? I think they're probably eighty percent. Wow. I think I think he's yeah I think he's going to get traded mainly because you know as you just said and to use a NBA term he's the mid level exemption. Yep. Um, it's and and you know I'd be curious if his uh, agent and them didn't keep that number where they kept it you know his salary 
for that express purpose. Um, I wonder about that because, you know, it, this allows them some mobility, as you just stated. Uh, and I think there's going to be plenty of teams. You look around at the contenders right now, what do they need? Shooting and defense, all of them. And, and that's what Reggie provides. Now, can he provide that for 40 minutes a game? Probably not, but you don't need him to. Um, the beauty of the regular season in, in the NBA is that you have to have essentially eight or nine man rotation. But in the playoffs, that's going to drop to six and a half players. You're not going to need that many. So Reggie's going to get some minutes in the regular season. I think if he gets with the right team in a playoff contender, then he'll see some real minutes in the playoffs. Milwaukee could really use him right now. God. Really use him. How be great for him. would that be? For, I'm talking about for you and I, too, every Tuesday when we talk about NBA and to be able to uh, talk about, yeah, you know, he came off the bench. You know, hit three three-pointers and had a couple of steals in, in 10 minutes for the Milwaukee Bucks. Dude, I, I – oh, dude, I, I – Well, you know what? I'm now here, that I'm I sit here, here and for think, that, dude. I'm here for that. Now that I sit here and think about it, the, the Sixers definitely could use him. The Miami Heat could definitely use him. The only one that I would say couldn't and they, they could use him, obviously, is Boston. Yeah. Um, they don't necessarily need him, but again – Stockpiling six six wings that can defend and shoot is something that I would do if it was me at this point, because you have to have that now. You just have to. Yeah. The other piece that you have to have now is you have to have somebody that can defend those smaller, quicker guards, the guys under six three that can get in and out of the offense. Uh, if you don't have that, you're going to be in trouble. It's kind of like the Warriors right now. They don't really have that, and, and it's hurting them. Well. Uh, I, I had to go to spot track spot rack real quick and just uh, look it up and and that, this is what confused me. I mean, he's making from Houston, he's making three point two million right now, but with his dead uh, salary that he had uh, with San Antonio, you know, before they traded him, he still got that money guaranteed. He got that eleven million dollars from uh, for dude. God. Can you imagine? Can you imagine anybody? It goes back to the whole Jimbo Fisher thing, dude. Of uh, hey, let us pay you seventy-six million dollars just not to work for us. That's what San Antonio did. They paid him eleven million dollars just to cut him. Well, yeah. dude, that way you can take that three point two million dollar salary and and dude, he could, he could go anywhere in the league. Okay, real quick, uh, Donnie Kirkpatrick not coming back uh, next year at ECU. Uh, just your your reaction to that. Um. Yeah, that's not the real problem. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, what is it then? It's the entire it's the staff. Okay. I mean, look, here, here's my big question. In a Division One program, is that really the best two quarterbacks you could find in the entire country? I mean, nothing against those kids. I'm sure they're great young men. I'm going to interrupt you, though, Duke, but coming out of high school – Mason Garcia was a four-star quarterback. You got to remember that, dude. And there were a lot of people saying, "Man, ECU got a steal with this player, dude." There's something to be said. Okay, did I mean, you actually go coach, watch this kid play? <laughs> okay, because I'm not sure he's ever. I, look, I'm looking at a McDonald's across the street from my office, and I'm not sure he could throw the ball to that. <laughs> Maybe it's the offense. I, you know, I don't know, but the quarterback play is just terrific. And 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 now and ECU is not by any stretch of the imagination unique to this particular thing. You're seeing it across the board, even in the NFL. Why is it so difficult now to see if these quarterbacks can play with all of these camps and everything that they supposedly got? What? Where's the misevaluation? I know. It's right. just it's it's. I I don't get it. These guys. You would be better off. Honestly, this is. You'd be better off to find a kid that could just run around back there and make plays with his feet and sometimes throw lob passes or something to get out of trouble than to line up and do what ECU's doing right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just here, here we go, guys. You're the bottle cap. You're the twig. You go here, I'll go here, and I'm going to run around back here. That, yeah, that would be I, better offense than what they're doing right now. I agree with you wholeheartedly. And on top of everything, just the offense is just abysmal, dude. When you get shut out for the first time in 26 years, and, dude, you didn't get shut out by Michigan or by no. Appalachian State. Dude, you got shut out by Navy. 
Right. Navy. They, doesn't Navy have a weight limit too? <laughs> yes, they do. A weight See? limit and a height limit. So, uh, yeah, that, that tells you everything you need to know there. Dude, That's right? exactly right. Last thing, uh, I've got to get a little ECU basketball talk in here. Uh, and we are, dude. I, I watched that. him the other day. Oh. Ma- mainly on your recommendation that they might be good. Oh, I'm so, so sorry. I watched him. Did you? How many times did you curse my name as you were? Uh, you realized, man, I'm not getting this two hours back. Yeah, I, I was just kind of wondering what you were watching. Oh, was there a team out there with the wrong jerseys on? Did, <laughs> did we see you have to loan them their jerseys? Oh, and I was like, Oof. Hey, dude, hey, guess who bought season tickets? Oof. This guy. They get a, you, get a, you get a free bowl of soup and a hat with that. <laughs> Dude, you got to love it when you go Caddyshack on me. Okay, man, listen. <laughs> Richard Clark, uh, uh, CarolinaCoastOnline.com, Carteret County News Times. Dude, thank you so much. Have a happy, happy Thanksgiving, and uh, we will uh, talk to you a week from today when we wrap everything up uh, from Thanksgiving week, dude. Hey, thanks for having me. Everybody have a good Thanksgiving. Rich, you're the best, man. That's Richard Clark, Carteret County News Times, carolinacoastonline.com. Uh, you visit his website, see the best local newspaper in eastern North Carolina. Heck, maybe even in uh, North Carolina altogether. Okay, uh, so we're wrapping up our first hour here. You just heard Richard Clark coming up in our second hour. He is the uh, editor, founder of Gospel Pages Magazine. He's a man who runs worldwide empire label group incorporated curtis brooks he is going to tell us about all the great things that are going on with his uh companies uh, a couple of shows that are going to be taking place right here in kinston uh in 2024 that'll be in our second hour here on the brian hanks show presented by lenore community college <laughs> 